and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. My name is Lorraine Montgomery, and I am your host today. Uh, welcome, and thank you for joining me. Um, today we are episode 23.4, and we are doing Acts chapter 25. Uh, so um, I told you yesterday I got a little excited, and I read ahead, couldn't help myself. Uh, so yeah, I'm kind of already... Uh, already passed all this stuff. I'm so sorry, but I will be happy to read through it again uh, with you. And uh, of course, we're going to do our Proverbs um, nine today, which is today is March 9th for for me. So um, so we will go ahead and do that. Um, I guess I just want to just say I keep saying it every day, and I know it probably sounds really monotonous and boring. Um, but I am just so thankful uh, to be able to have this opportunity to do this. I know Jeremiah feels the same way. Uh, he mentioned to me wanting to try to, to do a few more during the week as his uh, schedule will allow. So uh, I'm very excited about that. Maybe um, two or three times during the week would be really fun to do with him. So, um, so I'm going to pray about that and maybe uh, y'all can pray about that as well. Um, hopefully we're, you know, getting out there to more people and more people are listening. Feel free to share this with anybody you want. Um, you know, this is just uh, another way to get to know God better. So, so anyway, I just, I just want to say how thankful I am that you're on this journey, uh, with me, no matter how long it takes, it doesn't matter, uh, if it takes a year or, you know, six months, whatever it is. Uh, it's, uh, just, it's, it's just a joy for me. So, all right. Uh, so with that, I'm going to, uh, start us out in prayer and, uh, and then we will get right into chapter 25. So <clears throat> heavenly father, holy, holy God, we come before your throne. We bow down before your throne. And we are humbled by your great, just greatness. And um, we're thankful for all you provide for us and all that you do for us. And uh, we are not deserving of anything that you uh, have given us, especially the sacrifice of your son Jesus dying on the cross for us, Lord. We are not deserving of it. We didn't earn it. There's nothing we can possibly do that can ever, ever match that, what he did for us. So uh, we thank you for the blood that he shed for us and the forgiveness of our sins uh, through his sacrifice. Lord, I thank you for all those who are out there listening or watching. Uh, I pray blessings over each one of them out there, whatever their needs are. <clears throat> and uh, whatever it is, we pray that they are giving you the glory. Uh, for anything that, uh, whatever comes of, of what is going on. I ask you to bless this time and uh, clear our minds, clear our hearts, empty us of the world and, um, and help us to understand uh, what it is that you want us to learn from Paul's journey and uh, from him being on trial and being in jail and all the things that have been happening to him. Lord, uh, just make it clear uh, what it is that you want us to know. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so 
with that said, uh, we will do episode 23.4, and this is chapter 25. I'm going to take a little drink before I start to read, <clears throat> and I've already highlighted, um, again, just to give you the Bible that we are reading from, New Living Translation, Daily Walk, you can get it at any bookstore, uh, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, uh, christianbook.com, um, you know, there's plenty of places to get it. I think you can probably download it onto, you know, your phone or a Kindle or an iPad, whatever it is. So anyway, just wanted to put that out there so that you know what we're reading from. So we're all on the same page. Okay, <clears throat> let me get my readers on. So now Paul is going to appear before Festus. Uh, three days, now he's been in jail for two years because... Uh, Felix left him in prison, remember? If you go back to verse 27, right before. After two years went by, uh, Felix was succeeded by Portius Festus, but he wanted to find favor with the Jewish people, and so he left Paul in prison. So, uh, three days after Festus arrived in Caesarea to take over his new responsibilities, he left for Jerusalem, where the leading priests and other Jewish leaders met with him and made their accusations against Paul. They asked Festus as a favor to transfer Paul to Jerusalem, and in parentheses, planning to ambush and kill him on the way. But Festus replied that Paul was at Caesarea, and he himself would be returning there soon. So he said, those of you in authority can return with me. If Paul has done anything wrong, you can make your accusations. About eight or ten days after, I'm sorry, days later, uh, Festus returned to Caesarea, and on the following day, he took his seat in court and ordered that Paul be brought in. When Paul arrived, the Jewish leaders from Jerusalem gathered around him, gathered around, and made many accusations they couldn't prove. Paul denied the charges. I am not guilty of any crime against the Jewish laws or the temple or the Roman government, he said. Then Festus, wanting to please the Jews, asked him, Are you willing to go to Jerusalem and stand trial before me there? Okay, I'm going to go back real quick here. So it wasn't Felix who left him in prison. It was Portius Festus who left him. After two years went by, but he still was in prison for two years. So, sorry, I just wanted to make note of that. But it was Festus who left Paul in prison after he succeeded uh, Felix. Okay, uh, so he's still wanting to please the Jews, obviously. Are you willing to go to Jerusalem and stand trial before me there? But Paul replied, no, this is the official Roman court, so I ought to be tried right here. You know very well I am not guilty of harming the Jews. <clears throat> if I have done something worthy of death, I don't refuse to die. But if I am innocent, no one has a right to turn me over to these men to kill me. I appeal to Caesar. Festus conferred with his advisors and then replied, Very well, you have appealed to Caesar, and to Caesar you will go. A few days later, King Agrippa arrived with his sister Bernice to pay their respects to Festus. During their stay of set. During their stay of several days, Festus discussed Paul's case with the king. 
There is a prisoner here, he told him, whose case was left for me by Felix. When I was in Jerusalem, the leading priests and Jewish elders pressed charges against him and asked me to condemn him. I pointed out to them that Roman law does not convict people without a trial. They must be given an opportunity to confront their accusers and defend themselves. When his accusers came here for the trial, I didn't delay. I called the case the very next day and ordered Paul brought in. But the accusations made against him weren't any of the crimes I expected. Instead, it was something about their religion and a dead man named Jesus, who Paul insists is alive. <clears throat> I was at a loss to know how to investigate these things, so I asked him whether he would be willing to stand trial on these charges in Jerusalem. But Paul appealed to have his case decided by the emperor, so I ordered that he be held in custody until I could arrange to send him to Caesar. I'd like to hear the man myself, Agrippa said. And Festus replied, you will tomorrow. <clears throat> Paul speaks to Agrippa. So, or is it Agrippa? Agrippa? I don't know. So the next day, Agrippa and Bernice arrived at the auditorium with great pomp, accompanied by military officers and prominent men of the city. Festus ordered that Paul be brought in, then Festus said, King Agrippa and all who are here, this is the man whose death is demanded by all the Jews, both here and in Jerusalem. But in my opinion, he has done nothing deserving death. However, since he appealed his case to the emperor, I have decided to send him to Rome. But what shall I write the emperor? For there is no clear charge against him. So I have brought him before all of you, and especially you, King Agrippa, so that after we examine him, I might have something to write. For it makes no sense to send a prisoner to the emperor without specifying the charges against him. So um, this is just really, I mean, there's really not too much to discuss, I don't think. Um, you know, we already talked a little bit about who was the cause of poor Paul staying in prison. Um, I'm not sure why Felix waited two years. After two years went by, Felix was succeeded by Portius Festus. So I'm not sure why they're waiting so long. It doesn't make any sense to me. But maybe somebody else knows the answer to that question. Maybe somebody knows a little bit more about, you know, reading these, um, you know, somebody who's got a little, I, I don't know, whatever. Uh, classically trained but anyway uh, so um, I actually underlined all of the first part of this chapter because it's telling us exactly what was going on you know Festus arrived in Caesarea uh, he met with the leading priests they made their accusations they asked Festus for a favor doing the same thing again trying to you know planning to ambush and kill him on the way uh, so uh, Festus says, those of you in authority can return with me. If Paul's done anything wrong, you can make your accusations. Uh, eight days, eight to 10 days later, Festus returned to Caesarea. And on the following day, so he didn't wait, immediately took a seat in court and ordered that Paul be brought in. And, you know, Paul says, I've done nothing against 
uh, Jewish laws or the temple or against the Roman government. And then um, he wants to appeal to Caesar. And so Festus says, fine, I'll get you to Caesar. Then King Agrippa arrives with his sister Bernice. And if you look down here, it says Greek Agrippa the king and Bernice arrived. I don't know why it changes, doesn't change the meaning any. Um, so his accusers came here for the trial. I didn't delay. I called the, the case the very next day and ordered Paul to be brought in. Uh, the accusations made against him weren't any of the crimes I expected. I guess he was expecting him to be some sort of really troublemaker, and he's not. Uh, instead, it's, it was talking about their religion and a dead man named Jesus, who Paul insists is alive. So, you know, obviously they are not getting it. Uh, they're not getting what Paul is preaching yet. Maybe they will uh, later on. He doesn't know what to do. He wants to investigate things. And so Agrippa wants to talk to him. And so that's going to happen in chapter 26. So we'll do that tomorrow. Uh, and we'll find out what exactly happens between him and King Agrippa. So that's it for today for that. Uh, there, I, like I said, it's just kind of like a, a good meaty, you know, trial movie, in my opinion. It kind of keeps you on the edge of your seat, I think. So, all right, let's do Proverbs 9. <clears throat> so, wisdom has built her house. She has carved its seven columns. She has prepared a great banquet. I wanted to get my pen here. Mix the wines and set the table. She has sent her servants to invite everyone to come. She calls out from the heights overlooking the city. Come in with me, she urges the simple. To those who lack good judgment, she says, come eat my food and drink the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways behind and begin to live. Learn to use good judgment. Anyone who rebukes a mocker will get an insult in return. Anyone who corrects the wicked will get hurt. So don't bother correcting the mockers. They will only hate you. But correct the wise and they will love you. Instruct the wise and they will be even wiser. Teach the righteous and they will learn even more. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowing of the Holy One results in good judgment. Wisdom will multiply your days and add years to your life. If you become wise, you will be the one to benefit. If you scorn wisdom, you will be the one to suffer. Folly calls for a hearing. The woman named Folly is brash. She is ignorant and doesn't know it. She sits in her doorway on the heights overlooking the city. She calls out to men going by who are minding their own business. Come in with me, she urges the simple. To those who lack good judgment, she says, Stolen water is refreshing. Food eaten in secret tastes the best. But little do they know that the dead are there. Her guests are in the depths of the grave. All right. Uh, the only thing I got really out of, I mean, the whole thing was good. Don't get me wrong. But the thing that kind of pinged on me the most was... Uh, anyone in seven, <clears throat> anyone who rebukes a mocker 
will get an insult in return. Anyone who corrects the wicked will get hurt. So don't bother correcting mockers. They will only hate you. Uh, correct the wise and they will love you. Instruct the wise and they will be even wiser. Uh, teach the righteous and they will learn uh, even more. You know, this is so true. You rebuke a, a mocker. When you give in to um, the, the hate and the ugliness, and when you answer back, uh, they always tend to, um, you're just going to get insulted back, and it's just going to keep going back and forth. If you ignore it, A, it annoys them, and there's nothing they can do about it. I remember, I remember back in one of my kids, um, uh, like a, one of the chapels at their school, where the, there was a ministry that um, was focused solely on um, helping those who have been um, bullied. And uh, not solely, but that was part of their ministry, was helping those that are being bullied and had to deal with it and whatnot. And they did like a little skit. And, you know, the, the mean bully was, you know, kept pushing and pushing and physically and mentally and verbally, you know, abusing that one person. And if you push back, they're going to push you back. And then you're going to push back and then it's going to get into a fight. But if you physically just stand there and allow somebody kind of like what Jesus did on the cross, you know, he, he, he and before he got crucified, when he was being beaten and whipped, he just stood there and took it. He just silently took it. And that probably made the Jews angry. It probably frustrated the heck out of Pilate, you know, because Pilate was like, why don't you say something? Why aren't you talking? Why aren't you defending yourself? And I think Jesus just knew. He's like, there's nothing I can say that's going to change your mind. So why even bother? And I think that that's what, what this is saying here. It's saying, you know, don't bother to fight those that are mocking or abusing or uh, the wicked because that's what they want. They want you to fall into it. You know, that's how Satan works. He, he, he seduces you into it and, you know, convinces you that you have to fight for it. And he puts, you know, you don't. If you just stand there and let the bully push you, they're not going to keep fighting if you're just standing there. You know, they, you know what are they going to do, just keep pushing you? If you're not fighting back, there's nothing for them to fight. You know, if you don't have an answer back, there's nothing. And so, and I've kind of learned that a little bit with my kids. It's like, I really try. It's like, I will pray to God. I'm like, God, just please just shut my mouth. Shut my mouth. Don't let me speak because it's just going to engage and get me into an argument and a fight. And I don't want to do that. So it takes a lot because I, as you can see, I'm a talker. And so uh, it takes a lot for me to shut my mouth. And so, um, you know, but when you don't answer, you know, it's like, uh, can you do, 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 do Can you do this? And it's like, why? Why do I have to do that? You know, don't say why. That's not the right answer. I didn't raise you to say why. I asked you to say yes, ma'am, and do it. So at some point, I don't know when it stopped, but I get why instead of yes, ma'am. I don't know why. So it's a little frustrating. So I think that if you don't engage with the argument or with the with the, the mocker or the bully, I think if you don't engage, they can't fight because there's nothing going on. You're you're just okay, fine. You know, just back off and uh, just uh, they, there's nothing to fight. So so 
always, I love Proverbs. Proverbs is probably one of my favorite uh, books in the Bible because it has so much wisdom and guidance and direction. So, um, so anyway, uh, speaking of Jesus, um, if you haven't made a choice for Jesus, if you haven't decided to be a follower, uh, this is your moment. I always give this uh, opportunity to anybody out there who has not made a choice. Um, you, you know, once you make a choice for Jesus, your whole life changes. Uh, but you also have to support it by doing, uh, you know, being a part and, and being a minister and, you know, getting out there and, and, uh, and living for Christ. So, so I will lead you in that prayer. Um, again, it's not magical. It doesn't, uh, just autumn, you know, it doesn't, it's not anything. It's it, the words are the words, but it's what you feel in your heart. You have to accept Jesus into your heart and confess it with your mouth and, uh, and then you will be saved. So, um, I will lead you in the prayer and I hope that you decide today to become a follower of Christ. Holy God, heavenly father. Today, I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know that I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son, your one and only son, Jesus Christ. It's his perfect blood that was sacrificed and covered all of my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him into my life, into my heart as my Lord and Savior, and I will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior in this moment, congratulations. And um, it, it's an awesome turn of events for you. Your life uh, will be, I believe, and I believe it's real, it's going to be exponentially better. Um, you might not have, you know, you're not going to have completely no problems. It's not like it's, you know, oh, I believe in Jesus and now everything is going to go away. It's, you know, you're still going to have stuff happening. Nobody, God never promised a perfect life. There's not, you're always going to have troubles especially, and I'm not trying to scare you off, but you know what? It's, you know, you're one more into the fold of, of Jesus, of, you know, in his sheepfold. And Satan hates that. So, you know, and he especially is after families. Let me just say that. And I promise you, he will do everything and anything to split your family up. And, and it's, a, it's, it's a stronghold that you don't want him to allow. So, um, it's, it's, it's a wonderful life. It's a new life and it's a life in Christ with the promise of heaven and, uh, eternal life. So, you know, eternal life in heaven or eternal life in hell, those are your choices. And so me, I choose life up in heaven. I, I don't want to go to hell. That sounds so horrible. So, um, you know, these, this is, these are the choices. So if today was the day that you decided you wanted to go to heaven, yay, I'm glad. And I hope I get to see you there. So, uh, anyway, 
uh, I encourage you to get to a church, get to a pastor, someone who can navigate you uh, on the right path to what you should be doing, next steps. Um, many churches have next steps uh, once you become a Christ follower. And so um, that's, you know, that's a plus as far as I'm concerned. So uh, become involved, get into a ministry, volunteer, uh, you know, start a small group. You know, it's always good to have other uh, followers that are helping you and navigating you. And you're going to be so on fire for the Lord. It's amazing. Um, so, so that's it for today. Uh, I am uh, so thankful that you were able to uh, set aside 25 minutes of your day to listen and to uh, hear the word of God and get to know him better. So uh, tomorrow we get to read some more about uh, what Paul is going through on trial. And then uh, Friday I will upload a previously recorded session with Jeremiah. So uh, I'm excited for that. All right. Well, God bless you. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow.